Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day, and we're glad you joined us here for the conversation. This week, we're working our way through one of Kurt's messages called 10 Reasons to Be Involved in Local Church Ministry. It was preached at Faith Baptist Church of Fredericksburg in May of 2022. Now, let's jump in and listen. So if you are a believer, you know Jesus Christ is your Savior, I can tell you one thing definitively right now, that is you have a spiritual gift. Now you might not know what it is yet, you might need some coaching and some help to discover it, to ascertain what it is, but you do have a spiritual gift at the moment of your salvation. Not, not a talent, okay? Talents are a matter of, unsaved people have talents. That's a matter of natural ability, not, not ability. Somebody can be untalented and still learn to play the piano. They might not be uh, you know, as good as somebody who's talented and uh, has the ability, but you can have abilities without talents. So ability, that's hard work. Talent, that's natural. Okay, But uh, gifting, that's supernatural. That's God doing something in your life, giving you something that you didn't ask for, that you don't deserve, but that he expects for you to do something with. That's giftedness. So I'm not going to spend the night talking about spiritual gifts, but you ought to take a, and James, remind me about this. We'll put a spiritual gift survey on our website. Okay, so we'll get that up for you this week. There's a ton of them, but I know some of them are, yeah, I'll put up a good one. Okay, and if you do not know your spiritual gift, take the spiritual gift survey. It's easy. It'll take you 15 minutes. It'll help you to uh, to understand how has God wired me? How has God gifted me for service? And you need to know that, okay? So the spiritual gifts are listed in Romans chapter 12. Uh, Some are listed in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 can be a little bit more uh, difficult to understand because in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, there are three categories of gifts, right? Speaking gifts, serving gifts, and then what we call sign gifts. And understand that in today's today's church, the sign gifts are no longer in place. Uh, They were given as a sign to unbelieving Jews before the canon of scripture was completed. We did a whole study on that, okay? But certainly, everybody in this room has either a speaking gift or a serving gift, at least one. So understand that you have been uniquely gifted uh, to serve in your, in your local church. When I grew up, we, um, we always had a beautifully decorated Christmas tree. Not, not a theme tree, just kind of the tree that had all the knickknacks and the hand, hand, hand-me-down ornaments from grandpa and great-grandma and all that. So we loved uh, decorating our Christmas tree every year because it, you know, it brought back all those memories. And as Norwegians, uh, we would always open our gifts on Christmas Eve. And I'll tell you, just even as as an adult now, looking back, we always loved just waiting to open our presents that night, you know? And it seemed like dinner took forever that night. It seemed like dessert took forever that night. Cleanup took forever that night. But finally, we'd sit down, and there was that beautiful tree and all those beautiful gifts. It was probably the most beautiful sight of Christmas for the next hour. And then after an hour, what was it? It was the trees halfway toppled over. There's wrapping paper everywhere. You know, the dog's chewing this. You know, kids are crying because they didn't get the toy they want. I mean, it was just mayhem, okay? 
So beautiful Christmas tree with all the unwrapped presents. I'm afraid that sometimes that's what our churches are. They look great. They look great. You go in and everyone just kind of looks their Sunday morning best. Everyone looks so talented. Everyone looks like their families are so put together. When you look closer, is that church winning people to Christ? Is that church serving people? Is that church accomplishing anything for the Great Commission? And if that be the if the answer to that is no, then that church really is analogous to that Christmas, that, that Christmas scene. A beautiful tree looks really, really good, but all the gifts remain unwrapped and unused. Now, how good is a church if all the gifts are there, but they're unwrapped and unused? My mother's the queen of that. She buys gifts for people and then she forgets where she hid them. So it's kind of like Christmas came year-round in our family because it'd be like middle of April, my mother would say, hey, by the way, this is for Christmas. Because you know, she was in the closet cleaning, found the Christmas gift. So gifts, are, gifts are, are of no use if they're not being utilized and if they're not unwrapped. What I say to you is if you're at Faith Baptist Church, hey, unwrap your gift. Start using it. We'd love to have you jump on in. If it's a matter of we don't know where to serve or how to serve, we'd be happy to coach you through that. But we ought to be using our gifts and abilities in our local church. Number one, glorify God by serving in your local church. It's the purpose of your salvation. Number two, you, I, have been uniquely gifted to serve. Number three, ministry service will demonstrate the reality of your faith. Ministry service will demonstrate the reality of your faith. Um, you know, if we're not careful, we will think that we are good Christians and we'll think that we're good church members because of our attendance record. We show up. Because of our faithfulness in attendance, we sit in the same place. Not tonight, but we sit in the same place. Sometimes we'll, we'll think that we're good Christians because we looked apart or because we believe the doctrinal statement, and we, we dot our I's, we cross our T's. Now, is faithfulness important? Absolutely. Is our church creeds important in that sense? Sure. Is it important that we be doctrinally sound? Absolutely. Is it important that people that join Faith Baptist Church subscribe to our statement of faith? Absolutely. If you join Faith Baptist Church, we want you to sign our statement of faith to say, this is what we believe too. Why? Because there, there can be no unity if there's not a commonality among beliefs, right? So all of that's important. But if we have all of those things, but we're not doing anything with what we know, we're not doing anything with what we've learned, we're not serving anybody, then really, what are we? We're just plastic. We're not real. Remember years ago, uh, my secretary back in Pennsylvania, her name is Stacy, and we still have a very good friendship today. And Stacy is very, very organized, very, very, she's like OCD, like some of you, just like every little thing. I mean, at her desk, everything's organized, and she's the exact antithesis of me. So, but she gets like, she gets jittery about everything. I remember, well, I went to her office one day, and I had a, one of these rubber cockroaches, don't please let me get there before you start laughing, okay? But uh, one of these rubber cockroaches, and it was one of these sticky ones. 
So I just went into her office and I stuck it right on the wall next to her head by the desk. She didn't know it, just stuck it there. And I just waited. So we talked for a while and she's looking around, just blissfully ignorant. And I tell you what, she looked at that cockroach and she just about lost it. I thought I was going to be getting the defibrillator out. I thought I'm going to be looking on you know, monster.com for a new secretary. I mean, it was just that bad. She screamed and just danced around. It, it actually was quite comical. Now, here's the thing. When all that was said and done, you know what I did with that cockroach? I left it right. I said, Stacy, let's leave it there today and see who else knows it. She goes, oh, okay. <laughs> you know the funny thing is? For the rest of the day, she didn't scream one time. For the rest of the day, she didn't dance around. Her heart rate didn't go up. You know why? Because she knew it was fake. And once she knew it was fake, it had no impact on her. You know, I'm, I'm afraid that we live in an age of Christianity where people look at us and, well, we look the part. We're the right shape. We can fool people when they don't know us. But once they kind of figure it out, it's like, there's no impact. Why? Because we're just fake. Does that make sense? So when we serve, serving is really an indication that our faith is real. Because faith without works is dead. And those aren't my words. Those are the words of Scripture. James 2. Faith without works is dead. So your works are really a good indicator to you about the quality of your faith. It's not that we, that we work to please God. We work because, because we work because God is already pleased with us. Our work ought to be an indication of our bona fide relationship with God. So works should be a good indicator to you. They should be a good self-evaluator for you. Do, am I serving God? Am I serving people? Am I loving people? Or am I a bump on the log? Because if I'm not serving, that's an indicator to me that my faith is not really authentic. Those are tough words, but those are Bible words. So number three, ministry service will demonstrate the reality of my faith. We'll pause there for now and continue tomorrow with this message on involvement in local church ministry. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.